I feel dirty and not in a good way. Senators, senators, I understand you do not want another emperor. Oh, I'm a pansy. It seems you one. I sympathize with you. I cannot want to be an emperor, but it seems I have been chosen one. Perhaps you would take a little moment to sympathize with me. Fucking Italian. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm back. Welcome to you. You're back. Welcome Thank back. You. Welcome everybody. Uh, this is a. Cl- oh, don't start me on that. Claudius, <clears throat> episode yes. five. In our last episode, I was halfway through uh, reading from the book of Cassius Dio, book sixty, Cassius Dio's uh, mammoth history of the Roman Empire, which stretches like uh, fifteen hundred years or something. Wow. Um, he spent 20, 20, 22 years researching it, I think, 22, 24, something like that, writing it, um, almost as long as one of our podcasts. Um, he uh, was going on about all of the good things that Claudius did in the beginning of his reign. Um, I've got more stuff here, and then we'll get into when it all goes wrong, but... Um, he says that Claudius was now consul, I guess this is in the beginning of 42, with Gaius Largus. He allowed his colleague to serve for the whole year, but he himself retained the office for only two months at this time nice. also. He made the others swear to uphold the acts of Augustus and took the oath himself, but with respect to his own acts, he permitted nothing of the sort on the part of any of them. Wow. And on leaving office, he again took the oath after the manner of the rest. This was always his practice every time that he was consul. So uphold the acts of Augustus, but, uh, you know, not me. Right. Don't worry about anything that I say or do. Not, uh, not important. Just uh, worry about Augustus's acts. Me, ignore it. It's all fine. I think I've got him figured out. He was he was sitting in the bathroom one day, you know, where they cut the hole out of the piece of wood and they had the stick with the sponge on the end and you can wipe, wipe your ass. And he, over on the wall, it's inscribed D-back. And he's like, oh. And so he takes his stick, not the sponge in, and, he's, and he adds onto it, D-back equals not getting killed. I'm going to D-back my way through this thing. I got this. Yeah, I'm not good looking and I walk funny and I stutter. My arm and leg doesn't work. But if I D-back every day, I think things are going to be okay. Yeah, Yeah. D-back. The D-back emperor. Um, (laughs) By the way, his uh, co-consul, Gaius Largus... Um, I think was also known as Gaius Silius, right? Who uh, doesn't end well for Gaius Silius later on. Oh. Um, but we'll, we'll, yeah, mm. we'll get to that in later episodes. Right. Um, he <clears throat> was also a builder and a visionary, old Claudius, according to Dio. <clears throat> on the occasion of a severe famine. He considered the problem of providing an abundant food supply, not only for that particular crisis, but for all future time. 
For practically all the grain used by the Romans was imported, and yet the region near the mouth of the Tiber had no safe landing places or suitable harbours, so that their mastery of the sea was rendered useless to them. Except for the cargoes brought in during the summer season and stored in warehouses, they had no supplies for the winter. For if anyone ever risked a voyage at that season, he was sure to meet disaster. In view of this situation, Claudius undertook to construct a harbour and would not be deterred even when the architects, upon his inquiring how great the cost would be, answered, you don't want to do it. So confident were they that the huge expenditures necessary would shake him from his purpose if he should learn the cost beforehand. He, however, conceived an undertaking worthy of the dignity and greatness of Rome, and he brought it to accomplishment. In the first place, he excavated a very considerable tract of land, built retaining walls on every side of the excavation, and then let the sea into it. Secondly, in the sea itself, he constructed huge moles on both sides of the entrance and thus enclosed a large body of water, in the midst of which he reared an island and placed on it a tower with a beacon light. This harbour then, as it is still called in local parlance, was created by him at this time. Now, just want to point out, he did all that himself. Yes. By himself, rolled up the sleeves of his toga, said, uh, hold my beer, don't stop sucking this. my dick. Well, stop for a right. second because I could be, you know, this is bouncing, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of bouncing up and down here. Like, I don't, we don't want any teeth, accidental teeth action. No, um, hate that. Oh, what's that? You don't have any teeth? That's no, okay. Keep going. Yeah, as yeah. you were. Keep going. Keep going. Um, I forgot. What, what day is it? Wednesday? Oh, yeah, it's... Uh, Toothless no Helga team, on yeah, Wednesday. No Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no teeth. No teeth it's Wednesday. Hump day. day gets uh, me through the week. Yeah. yeah. You got Taco Tuesday <laughs> and. Uh, no teeth Wednesday. Yeah. No teeth Wednesday. <laughs> we need to catch your name for that. It's it's not going to pass the Barry and Stan test. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so he's. He's a builder, and he's thinking. He's thinking long term. He's like like yeah. Caligula's building pleasure barges, uh, right. but Claudius is Dick. thinking about grain supply. Why hadn't anyone? Why didn't Augustus or Tiberius do this or, well, or Agrippa go? Yeah. You know what we need? We need a fucking harbor where we can bring in grain during the winter. But yeah, boy. I- I agree with you, but wasn't it Augustus that started the dole in the first place by handing out grain to people, or am I getting my timeline mixed up? So so Augustus did a lot. Yeah, because if the people are going hungry, it's hard to be the ruler of a mob. So one, someone starts the dole. Two, this guy takes it to the next level by making sure the delivery can be that much smoother. I mean, how are the people not going to love him for that? And jobs. Yeah. And jobs, yeah. He's yeah. making he's making shit happen. <laughs> also, it. according to Dio, he's humble and generous, yeah. like us. Right. Um, which one of us is humble and says, which one of us is generous? Uh, I, I always forget. Yeah, you're the you're the humble, I'm the generous. Yeah, okay. that's the way it works. Right. Okay. Mm. Thank you. Dio, I'm the one who gives out free accounts to people, left, right, and center <laughs> with all of our podcasts. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm doing it so tough. I'm like, yeah, have a free account on us. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, 
don't worry about right. you know our yes. don't don't worry about our financial situations yeah, like the fact that yeah. you know we 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 you know massive massive debts um, <laughs> we're doing it t- you, you, you 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 take it easy keep listening to our shit for free yeah <clears throat> we got you we got you yeah we got you yeah don't worry about yeah. us uh, just keep us in your prayers to Augustus. <laughs> That's all I ask. Right. Uh, the governors who were chosen by lot were to set out before the first day of April, for they had been in the habit of tarrying a long time in the city. Oh. They're like, oh, listen, I know I'm a governor of a province and all, but uh, quite frankly, this is Rome. I'm just going to hang here this for is a happening. while. Like, this is Rome, yeah, baby. Fuck that yeah, place. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm going out to the yeah. fucking sticks, the boonies. Can't I just I like do it mistress? remotely? Yeah. Zoom, something like that, <laughs> you know. Zoom like, governorship. Just right. I'll zoom in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but he's like, no, no, no. You got a job. Go do the fucking job now. Get going. Get on your horse. Get on your pony. Get uh, get get out there. Yeah. Do a good <laughs> job. Be responsible. Uh, grow grow the fuck yeah. up. Be a man. Go out and do yeah. your work. None of this lazy bullshit lying around. What the fuck do you think this is? As he would not permit those who were directly appointed to express any thanks to him in the Senate, as it was their custom to do, for he declared, these men ought not to thank me as if they had been seeking office, but I should thank them because they cheerfully help me to bear the burden of government. And if they acquit themselves well in office... I shall praise them much more still. Like, nice. what a guy. What a mensch. I would suck his dick. He's I a mensch. I suck his dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow, I would that file goes, down my teeth. That goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Scotty, Scotty Bur- Burbick. Scotty Burbick's on Facebook Messenger to me last night. He goes, hey, can I ask you a, can I ask you a question, something I'm really curious about? And I yeah. said, is, it like, is the question whether or not Ray and I really such each other, suck each other's dicks? Because, quite frankly, <laughs> somebody else asked us that question in all seriousness for reals right. recently. And, right. uh, and, and he Should said, I? well, that's, I just yeah. take that for granted. Of course, of course you do. <laughs> I, I just take that for granted. No, no, this is another question. Should I answer? I can answer that. <clears throat> yes, but we don't swallow because we're married to other people. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not gay if you don't swallow. Exactly. On the first anniversary of the day on which he had been declared emperor, (laughs) he did nothing out of the ordinary except to give the Praetorians a hundred sesterces, a thing that he did every year thereafter. Some of the praetors, however, of their own free will and not because of any decree, publicly celebrated not only that day, but also... Also, suffering fuckatash. I thought I saw a birdie. Uh, also, I thought I saw a putty cat. No, that's the other way. Uh, but also, the right. birthday of Messalina, his third wife, who we will be talking about shortly. Right. Not yeah. all of them did this, but only such as saw fit. So great freedom of action did they enjoy. Indeed, Claudius showed so great moderation in all such matters that when a son was born to him, called at that time Claudius Tiberius Germanicus, but later also Britannicus, mm-hmm. Germanicus, Britannicus, yes. so likely get the best of us yet. Mm-hmm. 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 
before you disappear. If you can lend me half an ear, I'll regret. <laughs> if I treat you like a number, it's because I can't remember your name. <laughs> so have another cigarette and help me to forget why I came. You run too fast, fly too high. <clears throat> anyway, there's that. Nice. He did not make the occasion of the birth of his kid in any way conspicuous and would permit neither the title of Augustus to be given to the boy nor that of oh. Augusta to Messalina. Just another Monday. So, you yeah, know, get back to just, work, bitch. Just a, yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks. I also read that yeah. when, when he... When he married off some of his uh, daughters to uh, various uh, elites that we'll talk right. about coming up, nothing special on those days either. Little, he didn't yeah. even attend the weddings. He was working yeah. in the Senate, too busy yeah. that day they to attend me. the weddings of his own daughters. Yeah, no, no pomp and circumstance. So, Rome <clears throat> like all of that, right, gives us the picture <laughs> of a very down to earth, humble. Reasonable uh, worker, workaholic Claudius. Yes, but 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 go ahead. Sorry, but go ahead. But there is more. Happy times didn't last, and and Cassius Dio doesn't completely suck his dick. He says that he liked gladiatorial contests a little too much. He was constantly giving gladiatorial contests. For he took great pleasure in them, so that he even aroused criticism on this score. Very few wild beasts perished, but a great many human beings did, some of them fighting with each other and others being devoured by the animals. For the emperor cordially... Cordial, for the emperor cordially... cordially can't say that word. <coughs> 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 For the emperor cordially detested the right. slaves and freedmen who in the reigns of Tiberius and Gaius had conspired against their masters oh. as well as those who had laid information against others without cause or had borne false witness against them and he accordingly got rid of most of them in the manner related, Payback. though he punished some in another way and handed many over to their masters themselves for punishment. So great, indeed, was the number becoming of those who were publicly executed that the statue of Augustus, which stood on the spot, was taken elsewhere so that it should not either seem to be witnessing the bloodshed or else be always covered up. By this action, Claudius brought ridicule upon himself as he was gorging himself upon the very sights that he did not think it fitting for even the inanimate bronze to seem to behold. He used to delight especially in watching those who were cut down during the intermission in the spectacle at lunchtime, and yet he had put to death a lion that had been trained to eat men and therefore greatly pleased the crowd, claiming that it was not fitting for Romans to gaze on such a sight. What do you make of all of that, Ray? couple of things. One, there is clear there is clearly a chink in the armor that we have just spent over an hour talking about. He's putting all these steps right. There's there's something to this. Um psychology 101, I could be wrong, but here's a guy who is um physically not working properly. 
he'll never be a warrior. He'll never be a soldier. He'll never be able to fight. He'll never lift a sword, all that, or whatever, you know, not very well. Is that is there a part of him that's missing out on that, that likes to see this games that, that um, is into the action? Uh, or is it because if he's, because he's 50 years old, he has been through Augustus, excuse me, he's been through Tiberius and he's been through uh, Caligula. How many times do we talk about, um, freedmen or servants or whatever being tortured or being questioned or maybe being used or being a part of some of the downfall of a master or whatever. Maybe he's getting back at the idea of, of people turning on their masters because we know later on he's going to say, sometimes I get pissed with my own household staff. I think they forget who the master is. So maybe there's a part of that, but this is even if I'm wrong on both of those accounts, this is definitely a crack in this good guy, uh, good guy Claudius that we have built up over the last hour. There is something to this because that's just a little too freaky, in my opinion. What about you? Freaky deaky. Yeah, it's just bloodshed. Yeah. Come on. Bloodshed. And I really feel for the slaves. I mean, first of all, they're slaves. It's, it sucks to be Secondly, a slave. Secondly, yeah. they, they're, getting, they're getting tortured to be forced to uh, uh, provide false testimony for yes. their masters previously so Tiberius or Sejanus or, or Caligula can uh, uh, you yeah. know, take their master's shit, right. basically. Now they're getting f- killed in the arena. Back to the lions. Uh, for betraying their masters. <laughs> I mean... Right. Like... Sucks. Pretty, f- like, bad enough. They're slaves. Come on. Do you really yeah. have to put them through all of that? And he's there's, enjoying there's, it. It's pretty shitty. He's enjoying yeah. it. Well, yeah, and he's enjoying it. Yeah, he's, he's got the bloodlust, yeah. right? Uh, um, uh, well, I don't know. Don't know how to take that. Not well. Then yeah. there's his wife. Yeah. So one of the most influential people in the early court of Claude- Claudius is his third wife, Valeria Messalina. What do you want to tell us about Valeria Messalina, Ray, Ray Raymano? Well, one of the things that we've learned over the years is you can have a leader. They could be a king. They could be a prime minister. They can be a president, whatever. Uh, or they could just be in charge of a podcast network. The <laughs> point is the second most powerful person around them is their per- that person's spouse because they have the leader's ear. He or she can poison them against someone. Uh, they get immediate access. They can't be told no. And half the time, the king, prime minister, president, whatever, doesn't want to piss off the spouse. So very powerful person, lots of power, shit, no responsibility, a very dangerous combination. If you have someone who's ambitious, who is not as moderate as we think Claudius is. So, um, yeah. So depending on her character, she could either be a, a wonderful asset to him or someone that can make all of his dreams and everything he's working for uh, a nightmare. Mm. So they married in 38 or 39, a couple of years before he comes to the throne, a couple of years after he divorced Aila Patina because she right. was a relative of Sejanus, maybe even Sejanus' adopted sister, had to get yeah. rid of her once the downfall yeah. of Sejanus happened. <clears throat> Valeria was his first cousin once removed. Her great-grandmother was Augustus's sister Octavia, 
Right. Her great-grandfather was Mark Antony. So both of them are descended from yeah. Mark Antony. Nothing like family love and keep it in the family. That's always my that's always my thing. <laughs> that's the sound Claudius would make whenever he was having sex with her well, in honor of Mark Antony. Exactly. But let me ask you this. He comes to power. He's 50, clearly not in the best health. She's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is she in her early to mid-20s at this point? You know, I don't do the maths, but... She, well, no, she would have been 14 or 15. No, where did you get that from? No, no, she was born in 17 or 20. It's now 42. Where did you get that birth date from? Uh, I thought I got it from a book. Not Wikipedia. I thought she was born in 17 or 20. Is that wrong? Well, I, I don't know where what your source for that is. Um, certainly uh, one of the books I read said because she hadn't been married before, right. as far as we know, it was her first marriage, so she would have been of the normal marrying age, which would have been 14 or 15. Uh, you know, being – if she was born in, say, 20 mm-hmm. – uh, she would have been eighteen when they married. A little bit, a little bit late, a little bit. Right. But who knows? Maybe I don't yeah. know. But yeah, but the point. What's the source for that? You don't know. I no, I just fucking got it written down somewhere. And but I saw it more than once, so I just assumed it was correct. But um, yeah, so they're married in thirty eight, thirty nine, something like that. But he's old. He's not in great shape. She's younger. She, uh, as you said in the last show, uh, I think it was February of 41. He has a child, a boy, who's going to be Britannicus. And so if you're someone in the court thinking about the future, or if you're thinking about your own future, you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, he's old. He's not in great shape. She is the future, and that boy is probably the future. I know whose ass or asses I now need to kiss besides his. She is the future of Rome. If things if he if he suddenly croaks, everybody's gonna be looking to her. So she's got a lot of power whether she knows it or not. And I think she knows it because she is a Roman. Well, three weeks after he became emperor, yeah. she gave birth to a new son for him, Tiberius Claudius Caesar Germanicus, later to be called Britannicus yes. uh, after his invasion of Britain. So Claudius has an heir ready to go yeah. uh, as soon as he takes the throne, which is a new idea. Augustus didn't really have one. Uh, neither right. did. right. Yeah, well, Tiberius Tiberius did, but it didn't work out well. Caligula didn't, <laughs> right? So um, he's he's got he's got an heir. Well, though the problem with uh, Tiberius is Tiberius, when he took the throne, was really just holding it for uh, right. Germanicus. So right, um, <clears throat> yes, Still wasn't it supposed to go out. to his son, but this now he has an heir. But this made both of them a target. If Claudius. Is uh, dies, and as you said, like he's never been in the greatest of health, and he's 50, give or take. If yeah. he was to die while their son was still a Ooh. baby or a young child, yeah, no. there's a high probability, which is a high probability, Claudius dying, given that Caligula had just been assassinated three weeks earlier. Right. Uh, and Claudius is not only unpopular with the Senate, but also has medical issues. 
if he's assassinated, she and her son will probably end up like Caligula's wife, Sazonia, yeah. and their yeah. daughter. Yeah. yeah, murdered. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, one way for her to combat this is to surround herself with a number of men younger than Claudius right. who might protect her and her child in the event of Claudius's demise, assassination, or, or through natural causes. And indeed, but, she has yeah. a reputation for fucking around a lot. Well, I was going to ask you when you said it's her, it's, it's her best move, and, and you're completely right, to, to have a a stable of young men to come behind her to protect her in case her husband dies. How was she going to tie them to her? Loyalty is a tricky thing, my friend. I'm loyal to you up until something bad happens, and then I reevaluate because I'm a dick, and a lot of other people are dicks too. So she's got to find some way to really make sure they're on her side. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Yeah, help me. Just name me you got all the city. Yeah, come, come, come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, 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 come. Wow, <laughs> blast from the past. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a lot. But I'd forgotten all about <laughs> that. Fantastic. <laughs> fan, fan, bloody-tastic. As you were saying, she has wow. a reputation. Yes, she does, and we'll, we'll get more okay. into that as we go. But I want to point out that she's not... Necessarily just a dirty, dirty whore like Julia the Elder was. She's she's fucking men for security. Oh. But hey, she's also you. married to Claudius. I mean Right. I mean it's a little a little little I imagine. It's a Tricky. little like being married to you, Ray. I mean, right. you can't blame a woman for looking for, around. For wanting more. I mean, listen, like she's yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Want something, not just even more. Like, just something. Give me something. Like, look what I'm married to. What am I, What the fuck am I yeah, supposed to do with that? I, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. So her position as empress wasn't even secure while Claudius was still alive. What if he divorced her like he divorced his previous wives? Uh, yeah, yeah, there was no guarantee that he wouldn't. He can still keep the kid, kick her out, yeah. have her killed. And there, I'm sure there were lots of attractive women in Rome who were trying to get in his pants and oh, see yeah. if oh, his, yeah. you know, the deformities went as far as his <laughs> penis. It, um, I have to ask he you. He would have been hit on yes. by a ton of sexy women. It, it must have been a lot like being a podcaster. Right, just... just Literally, like pussy coming at right. him from all angles. I can't tell you the number of times I have actually slapped hands that were on my zipper. It's constant. Um, what do you, on a scale from one to ten, the the idea of him marrying one of Caligula's surviving sisters? Yes, he brings them back. He restores some property. We don't have to go into that, or we can whatever. But the point is, it, does that help him? Um, they are ambitious, obviously. They're they're ambitious to the point that maybe he can't trust them. I don't know. But I wonder if anybody's thinking 
it would be a good idea for him to align himself with the former royal family by marrying one of the sisters. Or is that just too much headache for him? Well, Miss Link. Yeah. Miss Alina obviously thought so because she had at least one of them killed. Good point. Um, apparently. So like Livia, Messalina often gets blamed for a spate <laughs> right. of deaths yes. that happen while she's empress. Suetonius says, Claudius, wholly under the control of freedmen and of his wives, played the part not of a prince but of a servant lavishing honours, the command of armies, pardons or punishments according to the interests of each of them and even their wish or whim, and that too for the most part in ignorance and blindly. So on one hand, Cassius Dio's gone to extreme lengths to talk to, to, to show us that Claudius was very, very humble, very much engaged in... Uh, Criminal hearings and mm-hmm. trials, uh, building stuff. Very comes across as very active, very intellectual, very humble, very much involved. He's a he's a careful administrator. He gives a shit. Right. He's showing up for work. He's taking it seriously. Yeah. Suetonius writing earlier uh, than uh, Cassius Dio, which isn't necessarily uh, a good thing because he's writing you know under one of the Vespasians. Yeah. Um, He's sort of pointing him out to be a bit of a bit of a fucking puppet, a puppet to the wives and right. the uh, freedmen. Isn't that a who bit, should we believe? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say that's too much of a gap. You can't be a brilliant um, leader making all these great political decisions and then go home and you're completely pussy whipped and by your servants. That's just a gap that's too far to be believable. And like you just said, unfortunately, we we do not, we will not know the answer. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's completely unbelievable. I mean, I think you really? can be an effective leader and still be pussy whipped when you go home because, mm. uh, you know, power of the pussy, man. <laughs> Anywho, um, I know that, you know, I have no power in my home. I mean, right. I don't know about you, but I have zero power I, at all. She gets whatever she yeah. wants because, uh, yeah. you know, I would have I would have no children if it was up to me. All of my kids are because my wives basically said, we're having yeah. children, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh fuck, okay. Well, I guess, I guess we're doing that now. Guess uh, we're doing that now." Yeah, I tell Heather, I haven't made a decision in 19 years, um, and the burden that you uh-huh. lifted off of me, I, I just can't thank you enough. And I get a look, but anyway, we yeah. don't, we don't have to go into that. Trust me, I, I, I've seen that in practice when you came here with your family yeah. for a holiday, and, yeah. and when we were in Rome. Uh, I, I saw firsthand how you were completely unable to make a decision. You've, yeah. You're like the Senate. You, <laughs> you're basically the living equivalent of the Senate by this stage. Just completely lost the ability to think for yourself well, and make decisions. It's quite sad it and is, embarrassing. It is sad. Thank you for bringing it up so many times. But the ability to make a decision is like a muscle. You have to exercise it. And because it's been so long, mine uh-huh. have, has atrophied. My ability is atrophied. And so I just follow the crowd. I'm, I'm not any more happier about it than you. It's just the way things are. Your wanking, your wanking arm, on the other hand, <laughs> oh, looks like the Incredible shoot. Hulk. It's like Popeye. Oh, <laughs> massive. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, Where were we? Now, uh, Messalina's first victim is supposedly one of Caligula's sisters, Julia Lavilla. Right. So she was brought back from exile, as I said earlier, by Claudius, 
and restored uh, as the wife of Vinicius. Oh, that's nice. Now, well, yeah. Now, Vinicius, <laughs> though, was one of the candidates that's that right. the Senate wanted to, uh, well, there was some suggestion that he would take over yeah, the principal. I'll do it. Instead of Claudius. So he's already a bit of a threat. Now Julia is back as his wife. Right. And if Caligula was right and she had conspired against him, she was a threat to both Claudius and Messalina. Once a conspirator, always a conspirator. Oh, yeah. You can't unbreak that egg. So, yeah. She gets brought back in 41, but by the end of 41, she's sent back into exile again, back to the same place, the island known then as Pandateria, now known as Ventoneni, the same place she'd been exiled by Caligula. So at least she knew it well. Her coffee was probably still warm when she got back. Moved back in. That's right off the coast of Naples. And you probably have more on this, but her supposed lover is sent to Corsica, which makes him a direct descendant, or it makes him a forefather of Napoleon. We don't have to go into that now. So she's she's exiled, she's brought back, she's seen as a threat. Because of her status, she actually makes it possible for her husband to become the, the, the uh, princeps because of the... the uh, or Tortas that she has, so she's got to go, and they are able to send her off. And who was her supposed lover? Seneca. 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 Yes. Which Seneca yeah. the younger? So he's probably not the most objective writer of history that we've ever come across. Probably. 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 Okay. Yes. <laughs> and it may have been trumped up. I mean, Cassius Dio writes. Um, Messalina became enraged at her niece, Julia, because she neither paid her honour nor flattered her, and she was also jealous because the girl was extremely beautiful and was often alone with Claudius. Accordingly, she secured her banishment by trumping up various charges against her, including that of adultery, for which Aeneas Seneca was also exiled, and not long afterward even compassed her death. Yeah. Now, he also has this to say, which is uh, by the by, but happens in the same period. The freedmen on their part persuaded Claudius to accept the ornamenta triumphalia for his exploits in Mauritania, though he had not gained any success and had not yet come to the throne when the war was finished. Damn. This same year, however, Sulpicius Galba overcame the chatty and Publius Gabinius conquered the Calcia, and as a crowning achievement recovered a military eagle, the only one that still remained in the hands of the enemy from Varus's disaster. Thanks to the exploits of these two men, Claudius now received the well-merited title of Imperator, which contradicts the idea that the Praetorians gave him the title of Imperator on day one, Right. Maybe they gave it to him again. Maybe he was given the title twice. But Imperator was a title for life, yes. wasn't it? He, yes. I don't think he needed to get it twice. Right. But Julius Caesar got it once when he was a young man and he was still carrying it uh, to the end of his life. Well, he kept freaking re-earning it with all the battles he was in. But I think the point, as far as what I was saying earlier, is that the Praetorian Guard was going to make sure that he was the uh, emperor 
uh, our princeps, if you will, versus uh, imperator. So, so the last eagle from the most, one of the most embarrassing, if not the most embarrassing defeat of the Romans is now back. How can Claudius, to a degree, not be absolutely loved by the people for getting that last eagle? I mean, things are just going well for him. Now, Pandateria, the island, is the same island, by the way, that Augustus banished Julia the Slut Whore in 2 BCE. Damn. Um, It's also the island where Tiberius banished Agrippina in 29 CE. Convenient. Now, there was a a palace there, uh, and there are some good ruins of this palace uh, on the island still to this day. It's called the Ruins of Villa Julia. Aw, that's it sweet. was a palace built by Augustus to be a summer residence, but it's where Julia the Elder okay. lived in exile, probably also where Agrippina and Julia La Villa lived. So, Damn, um, ghosts. You know, exile exile on an island in a palace. Right. Like, Not if you're going to have to go into exile, right. that, that sounds all right exile to me. Exile um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De plane, de plane. That's a, if when you and I get exiled to an island, I'll wear a white suit, and you will run around too. all the time, just It'll going just be shorter. De plane, de plane. <laughs> and we'll make people's dreams come true. No, we should do a t- TV show. Yeah. The History Channel should call us up, and we'll do a show of all the people that have been exiled there while we're wearing togas. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Anyway. Well, no, yeah. Or white suits. <laughs> white suits is fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to get a little, um, like a little carrier that <laughs> I wear around my chest that you can sit in. And <laughs> like mini me. While we make people's <laughs> dreams come true. <laughs> okay, this is not funny anymore. But anyway. Uh, now, Seneca was actually uh, sentenced to death. <gasps> by the Senate oh, shit. for the adultery charge. Yeah. This is the second time he'd been sentenced to death, by the way. Caligula sentenced him to, sentenced him to death once <sighs> for something he said in a speech, right? but he was quite ill at the time and somebody convinced Caligula just to let him die naturally. Well, of course, he didn't. Right. This time he gets sentenced to death and Claudius commuted his sentence and just sent him into exile on Corsica, as you said. Now, you've been to Corsica. Yeah. Uh, I met Chrissy on Corsica. I love Corsica. Send me. It's Napoleon's birthplace. And if you're going to go into exile, yeah, yeah, I'd love to be sent to exile on Corsica. Fucking love Corsica. I know where the nude beach is at now, so send me. I am packed and ready to go. Yeah, well, wherever you are, that's where the nude (laughs) beach is. Let's be honest. Thank you. I'm blushing. Yeah. Because the blood's going down. Anyway. Yeah, they're all. Good times. you're tearing off your clothes and going, look at this. And everyone's like, did you did you hear something? I, look at what? I, I can't. To play. Where is it? I call the pe- my penis. To play. <laughs> play. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jumbo jet. Anyway, uh, um, if we now, can focus. Historians are doubtful about the charge of adultery and tend to think Messalina cook the whole thing up, and I have to ask, when did fucking around become cause for a death sentence in Rome? Right. I mean, Only when it's convenient. everyone fucked around in Rome. Yes, little boys, It's what you did. Animals. They didn't have TV. Yeah. They didn't have an Xbox. They didn't have iPads. Yeah, they had ass You box. fucked around. That's... Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
pink box. The point is, everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Come on. <laughs> I'm just imagining... I'm just imagining somebody bending over with just their ass sticking out of a box and two people with controllers plugged into the butthole and they're like, what's the, what's the series of controls you have to do for a kill in this thing? And I don't know. Ass box. I love it. Yeah. And if you look at the Xbox logo... Right. It actually kind of looks like a bit of a chocolate starfish. I mean, it could be right. uh, a, a bit of an ass, an asshole. Yeah. Look at the X. Pull up the Xbox logo, man. It looks like a looks like a green asshole. I mean, X, um, X marks the spot. I think you're onto something. Yeah, I think. I th- yeah, marketing. <laughs> I think marketing. Ass box. That's, been, that's, that's great. Gift. Yeah. If you just imagine that on a go- on a photo of Goatsy you put the Xbox logo oh, on the Goatsy done and done. Uh, yeah there you've done. got it you know you know where Barry and Stan came up with the Xbox logo from <laughs> they were looking at Goatsy one day as you do so, every day right. in Barry and Stan's yeah. office it's mandatory yeah. everyone stands around right. in the office at 9 o'clock in the morning and you have to uh, look at Goatsy and just and just go well yeah you know what do you see how does it make you feel? Yeah, right, right. What do you see? It's yeah, a, what is it? It's an artwork. Yeah. Well, Creative. S- All right, everyone go. I want to get. I, I want thirty logos uh, and brands in the next on my desk minutes. by the end of the yeah, day. There we go. Inspired by yeah. Goatsy. Well, go now. <laughs> I stare and meditate, and you see a whole bunch. No pun intended. A whole bunch of different things, and it just it just. It, it frees your mind. But anyway, we don't have to tell you our techniques for getting this podcast out. You find your own, whatever works for you. So when did fucking around become cause for a death sentence in Rome? Seriously, like... Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Augustus I mean, was tapping young things. It, but anyway, yeah. He, yeah, he fucked Livia when she was yeah. married. That's where the whole thing started. And pregnant. Uh and pregnant, yeah. Uh, Julius was fucking Cleopatra while he was married. Yeah. Um, uh, and not to mention Brutus's mother, wherever, whatever her name was. Can you remember? Oh, uh, God, Brutus. Begin with an S. His name of Brutus's mother. Gone. We'll just call her Susie. Susie fucking Susie, Susie Brutus's Susie mother. Q. Susie Brutus. Yeah. Yeah. Susie Q. Brutus. <laughs> um, uh, now, Everybody. look, it's one thing... I know Augustus, you know, was a bit of a moral uptight douchebag right. from time to time when his daughter, his only, uh, Begotten you know, daughter. blood daughter, right. Right. is when he's trying to get Rome to be more uh, moral and he's like, look, don't fuck around. You know, fuck in your marriage, have kids. We need kids. We need elite. Look, I killed yeah. a lot of the elite so during the Civil Wars. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, when I say me... Yeah, I, I mean, mean, like a gripper, you know, my right. guys. I mean, I was I hiding checks, under a desk so somewhere at the time. But yeah, yeah I yeah. signed the checks. Signed so the- it's my name on the checks. Um, so technically, right. so I killed a lot of the elite. We need yeah. to re-elite the place. Um, That's true. Don't go around having bastard children. Well, it all gets too confusing then. Look, maybe Drusus is my bastard child, which be. is why... right. You know, I, 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 uh, you know, we have to be careful about what we admit to here. But, um, right. 
anyway, it's one thing when Julia the end, uh, Julia the slut whore elder is being charged with adultery, but Julia Julia Drusilla here, no Julia yeah. Lavilla. Yeah, come on. She's not the daughter of the emperor. She's right. like the distant cousin. Yeah. Of the Hang emperor. Like, who gives a fuck who she's exactly. fucking? Who, exactly. Who, why does it matter? And it doesn't matter, even if it's true, which it probably isn't. Why is it a death sentence for Seneca to be and, fucking her? I don't you, get it. Right. And you said like two episodes ago that um, even Claudius, with all of his physical imperfections, was a bit of a, a poon hound. So he's banging things. He drinks a lot or whatever. And so if you were to tell him, oh, yeah, someone's getting some on the side, he'd probably, yeah, yeah so me, what, whatever. I, I just did. I just came from some sex. So, again, it's not a big deal unless it's politically convenient for you because there are still they still go through the motions of having that morality. It can still be used against someone, even though everybody is doing it. it. It's a political tool. And why bring it back from exile only to send it back into exile again on trumped up charges unless, you know, he brought it back and he quickly figured out, oh, shit, that was a mistake. She yeah. is trouble. Man Seriously, Copa. she's trouble. I can't. She, yeah. was like, yeah. she was like Nelson Mandela after he'd been in jail for 27 years and they said, listen, we're under a lot of pressure from the international community to let you out. So we're going to let you out on one condition. And, and Nelly went, yeah, what's that? And they said, uh, <laughs> Nelly Mandeli, they right. said, uh, don't start shit. No, no speeches <laughs> calling for uprising. He goes, right, I got <laughs> it. Yeah, no speeches. Yeah, okay, okay, I got it. They go, got it? You got we're it. You promise? Pinky promise? Pinky promise, yeah. right. Pinky. He gets in, they let him out. He gets in a car goes straight to a fucking rally and says, we must bring down this government. And they're like, dude. Come on, you pinky You know, swear. you just can't. You, trust. You can't trust the darkies. That's right. what they said at the end of that. You just can't trust. <laughs> or the young, hot women. And we all know that. She was young and hot and she I had an illustrious name. In yeah. my South African. Yeah. You can't, you cannot trust the darkies. You no. cannot trust the <laughs> I kaffers. I've said this so many times. Yeah. <sighs> Don't fucking send me emails and call, uh, saying, oh, you're a racist. One guy, right. won't, I won't out him here, older gentleman, lives in Israel. Um, so I don't know, we said something on a show. I said something on a show. And he, he sent me an email saying, holy shit, are you an anti-Semite all these years? And you're like, oh, the fucking Jews. Don't get me started on the fucking Jews. I'm like, oh, fucking Dude. hell, man. Yeah. Like, really? Still? Still, that's like the we response. deliberately try and be as offensive as possible on the show, evenly, as often as possible, evenly across the um, board. Everybody even, gets it evenly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just if you seriously, right? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, think I'm an anti-Semite because I said something offensive about Jews. Uh, you, then you haven't been paying attention. I yeah. love everybody equally, freedom and equality for all. I'm a commie. At heart. Right. Yes. <clears throat> uh, uh, um, anyway, you can't say anything anymore. I'm like, right. but anyway, it turned into a good email conversation So with this guy. So I was like, listen, I'm, I'm the first guy to say the Jews have got the rough end of the stick over the last 2,000 years. But that said, all the shit that you guys are doing to the Palestinians, not on. Not cool. Not, not on. Cool. You should know right. better. What the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. Not cool. You would expect the Jews would have a little bit more sensitivity towards an right. oppressed minority, but quite no. honestly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anywho, don't get me started on that. So, uh, Julia Lavilla. So, yes. um, yeah. 
Seneca, Seneca was allowed to return to Rome after she was dead how did, eight years later. How did she die? From starvation. Oh, so. Starvation. It wasn't natural what causes. I read. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's natural. You don't eat, you die. Nothing <laughs> if you're more not, natural than that. Well, if you're not given food on purpose and you starve to death, yeah. slightly less natural. Not sure if she was if food was withheld ah. or if uh, yeah, she years. withheld it from herself. Yeah, eight years. Why yeah. kill her then? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to kill yourself, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why kill her then, right? And I don't even think Messalina was around then. I think Messalina was gone by then, or maybe that happened just afterwards. But anyway, um, but the fact that Seneca was allowed to come back after she was dead, right, does suggest. She- that either Claudius or somebody in his inner circle genuinely believed that they together were conspiring against him mm-hmm. or they just wanted to keep up the pretense that there was something there that they were that they were fucking or they were conspiring and they weren't allowed to be in the same city uh, until one of them was dead. Uh, I, I would have read that the other way, like, okay, she's dead... And we were really just using you because she's the one we feared. I mean, I seriously, that if they doubted the military prowess of Seneca, not that I know him very well. I, I read it the other way that, okay, she's gone. That threat is gone. You can now come home. Thank you for your service. I don't, make, I don't understand okay. why, if, if, if they didn't genuinely believe that the two of them were a fucking or were uh, conspiring, why would they keep, right. let him come back only after she was dead? My, my my take on it was that he was just a pawn being used to get rid of her now that she's gone. We didn't really fear him in the first place. And this is this is coming from Claudius. This is me thinking it's coming from Claudius's wife more than anything else. Okay, she's now gone. She can't flirt with my husband. She can't lead a rebellion or be a part of rebellion. You you just happen to be the guy that was stooping her at the time. You can now come back now that she's gone. I, I, that's the way I read it as it was a political move, and he just happened to be the hapless victim there. Well, they could have let him come back before if she was in exile. But anyway, another Julia, Julia Livia was exiled in 43. Now, she was the daughter of Tiberius' son, Drusus, Mm. and his wife, Claudia Lavilla, who was also Germanicus' sister. Right. She had a son to her husband, uh, Rubelius Blandus. He had (laughs) been the proconsular governor of Africa in 35-36, died in 38. Right. Apparently, Messalina saw this kid as a threat, so she had to get rid of Julia Livia and the son. Um, Julia was charged with incest, incest and immorality. Right. Uh, no, no, I didn't get any clarity on who she was supposedly having incest with. The kid would have only been, uh, let's say, if he, his dad died in thirty-eight. He would have been, you know, in 43, 5, maybe 10, depending yeah. on how, when he was born. Too young. Um, so maybe she was having incest with an uncle or somebody else. I don't know. Maybe not. Right. I don't know. But uh, Or a brother. Did she have a brother? I don't think she had any brothers. Did uh, Yeah, Drusus didn't have any surviving sons, obviously, because uh, Caligula killed them all. 
But does that seem well? One of them, anyway. A bit extreme. If and of course you never know the truth. But if she truly did fear this child who would grow up one day, and he's got the proper lineage, you know, he's connected to to the noble families. I mean, yeah, in a, in a very weird roundabout way, if a whole lot of things break this kid's way, he might end up in charge. But that's a hell of a paranoid view of the world if she is really going after this mother and this child because she's worried about her own sons, Britannicus's future as the ruler. That just seems pretty, pretty out there to me. What's your take on that? Well, you know, maybe where her head is at, if in fact she is guilty of this, right. is thinking, well, um, you know, we've talked about this a lot before um, in, in talking about uh, Stalin and talking about Alexander the Great's generals and even Alexander the Great himself. Mm-hmm. The, I think the way to think the, the way that people in the ancient world thought about these things is uh, it's a zero sum game. It's mm. okay. I've got these people; they're potentially threats. If I were them, I would be coming for me because they want power. They right. don't have power. They probably think I'm a threat to them. Therefore, they want to take me out. Therefore, wow. I need to take them out right. before they can take me out. Right? It's a way to, it's just, a way to live. Listen, whether or not they're really a threat or an imminent threat or a you know, future threat, you've just got to take them out it was because they probably see you as a threat. Right. Uh, where, so you have to take them out, right? It's just uh, you got to kill the heads of the five families. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess that's the way it works when there's a, for lack of a better word, a king or an emperor, it all does become a zero-sum game because there's going to be one person in charge and everybody else is going to be not the king. So I guess it does work that way, but wow, what a way to live. And even if they don't particularly want to be the king... Doesn't matter. Because of the, the times that they live in, they've yeah. got to think, well, you're probably going to try and kill me because you think I'm a threat even though I'm not... Yeah. Therefore, I need to become a threat in order not to get killed by you because you think I'm a threat, even though I'm not. <laughs> My eyes right? just crossed. Yes. It's a vicious circle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Uh, so apparently Claudius had her executed by the sword, according to the ancient sources. She, or, she may have anticipated execution and uh, committed suicide before it happened. She's, she might have been innocent, was probably innocent. Um, we don't really know. But Dio, when he's telling the story, mentions her fall alongside a prefect of the guard, Catonius Justus. Mm. He had been a centurion who was close to Drusus and might have been a lover of Julia um, because he was sort of, I don't know, connected to the family somewhat around. And he gets executed at the same time as she does. That changes and according everything. to one of the sources, he was, he was just about to inform Claudius about Messalina's intrigues. Oh, shit. Um, but he gets killed. Right. He gets replaced as prefect with a guy who was a committed supporter of Messalina. So, uh, you know, she's uh, taking care of the heads of the five families, right. getting rid of people left, right and centre. At least that's what some of the histories right. would have us believe. 
Well, even forget someone's after me, not after me. If if everybody that walks into the palace works for me or owes me because I got them that job, I'm good. So, um, yeah, there's been enough craziness in, in Rome for the last 20, 30, whatever years. So it's probably just a good mental set way to think she's just going to have everybody owing her. And that way her and her son can be as, as safe as they can possibly be. Yeah. Damn, though. You know, she's, uh, she's got to protect her own. She's a, what do they call them, a tiger mother? Yes. Uh, she's got to protect, she's got to protect her kids, she's got to protect herself. And again, you know, it, it, the reality of the situation we saw is that, um, we, you know, the, with uh, Sazonia mm-hmm. and, and um, her daughter to Caligula, you can get killed along with uh, your husband if he can't, if he gets taken down. Yeah, um, there are enemies, and the wife and the children uh, get wrapped up in that. So, whether or not it was really Messalina who was taking these people out, or it was Claudius, or it was somebody else, we don't know. But the, the ancient sources point the blame at Messalina. All right, that is uh, all we have time for today. We'll be back next week with uh, a stable of young men. Yeah. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, come, come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, 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 come. Come.